Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Bill Ryder with you. Hope you had a marvelous weekend. We have a remarkable program. Next two hours planned for you. We've got gifts about Pretty Daddy. That's the executive producer, the people's champion. Tom DeCelestino. We've got Joe Theismann on the show. College football weekend that was extraordinary, especially that comeback Oklahoma pulled against Texas. We're going to slip some baseball in. There's a lot of things to get to, but let's start here. And let me give you a little bit of a warning. This is going to be a we told you so Monday, because that's what we do here on the show. This program wasn't Christianed writer than you for no reason and it wasn't that name's not for me or even pretty daddy it's what the universe dictated that we call a program that tends to tell you how things are and the first thing and two things can be true at once and they were in that game last night that we're going to start with on this we told you so monday is the niners are elite they are and there's a lot of football to be played the best team right now in the national football league full stop full stop And the Cowboys were before that game, are after that 42-10 beatdown, and will remain, no matter what they do against bad teams or good teams going forward, a farce. They're an illusion. They're a joke if you look at teams that are actual Super Bowl contending squads. And we were on this. We told you this before last night's game. There's room, fellow radio hosts in America, to get on this bandwagon that Dallas is a rich man's Minnesota Vikings, that Dak Prescott doesn't have it in big games, and all the hope and talent, the supposed defense that was going to define Dallas, the supposed ceiling of Dak Prescott, all of it is designed to fool you. Tom calls them America's team. I say America's a winner, and that's why they can't be America's team. And two things can be true at once. And the best team in the National Football League on a Sunday night showcase showdown met up with and faced the biggest farce in the National Football League. And 42-10 to 10 is exactly what you get. Now, there's a lot of reasons the Niners are this good. There's a lot of things that have given Kyle Shanahan the clay to mold his opus. And it's not just Brock Purdy, but we've got to start there. We're 10 games into his career in terms of regular season football. 
By the way, his postseason football is pretty extraordinary, too. Only game that he has an L next to his name under is the game he couldn't complete because he got hurt in the NFC Championship game last year against an Eagles team that is still probably the only real competitor just in terms of performance and talent that you can throw against the 49ers if you want to. And Brock Purdy, at the start of his career, has been nothing short of extraordinary. There's a lot of ways to measure this. Let me give you a few. Purdy now is 10-0 in those 10 regular season starts. Here's the stat that just jumped off the page for me. His 121.1 passer rating is the best by any quarterback in the history of the NFL through 10 starts since 1950, which is not when some guy named Johnny Mahomes Sr., or whatever, was racking up stats. It's when the NFL started tracking quarterback starts about a decade before they took the position seriously. That's how good Brock Purdy is. That's how dominant this guy is. Last night, 17-24, 252 yards, four touchdown passes, did not have a turnover, which is sort of in line with how remarkably efficient he has been, how well he's protected the football. Uh, Tom... Our head of research and stats here at CBS Sports Radio, Pretty Daddy's Research Installation, came up with some other stats that paint this picture. Over these 10 regular season starts, and again, you talk about a guy who is Mr. Relevant, somebody who plays for one of the best teams in the NFL, and so there's a target on their back every single week, and who has also done it in the playoffs, though I'm not throwing those stats into this equation. This guy has completed 70% of his passes, He averages more than nine yards per attempt, and his touchdown-to-interception ratio is better than 10 to 1. His team has 1,500-plus rushing yards over those 10 games. And if you take those stats, including the 10-0 record we talked about, no other quarterback in NFL history has done all of that over a 10-start span in their career. And he's just the tip of the iceberg. Christian McCaffrey scored another touchdown. That is 14 straight games. I am including the playoffs here. That defense picked Dak Prescott off three times and forced another turnover. And here's the deal. Again, two things can be true at once. The Niners' defense can be as good as the Niners' offense, and they can play a team in the Dallas Cowboys, and I think a quarterback in Dak Prescott, who look formidable, who look interesting, who boast, if you want to call that, heading into the game a 3-1 record. And we can pretend that their wins weren't against bums like the Giants or the Jets. By the way, the other win they got that we thought was sort of interesting, and by we I mean other people because we were on this, was the Patriots, who were a joke over the weekend. Biggest loss in Bill Belichick's history. They're not very good. We're going to talk later on the show about Caleb Williams and the Patriots. This is a Cowboys team that hadn't beat anybody. If you were paying attention you would have known this was the stark challenge in front of the Cowboys. If you knew a thing or two about football beyond the box scores, you would have understood the challenge the Niners posed and the likelihood that Dallas wasn't up to the task, which is why I find it galling and problematic and annoying that the quarterback of America's team, so-called by Pretty Daddy and everybody else, Dak Prescott, sounding a little too happy for me. Maybe I'm just playing armchair psychologist is out there acting as if it's a crazy shock that Dallas doesn't live up to expectations of big games and that the Niners, obviously, were going to come into this game as an elite challenge. Yeah, I guess that, that's a good word in a sense. Um, didn't see it coming. As you said, put everything into this and uh, got punched in the mouth. Um, called a couple of weeks ago, humbling against Arizona. Uh, 
but this may be the most humbling game I've ever been a part of. Um, felt good about the preparation, felt good about everything, honestly, coming into this game, matchups, and they beat us in every aspect. Dak, you got to listen to the show, pal. It's a, it's a we told you so Monday, but we'll tell you so all the time. We, we, you wouldn't have been surprised if you'd listened to the program. And by the way, maybe I'm kicking the Cowboys while they're down, but after what the Niners did to them, they deserve it. We got humbled by Arizona. If you get humbled by Arizona, that's a humbling loss. You got a big problem. Of course you're going to lose by a million touchdowns to this Niners team. I understand the talent is everything, and it's a prerequisite for success in any business and certainly in the NFL. And, and with very, very few exceptions over the last, not even five years, 10, 15, 20 years, you have to have a quarterback in order to win the Super Bowl. And having an exceptional quarterback, or at least a really good one, top eight, top ten, gives you a chance to compete. So I get the allure of Dak Prescott. I get it. Same thing for, for Kirk Cousins. But I've seen this I've seen this story too many times. Talent's not enough. You've got to have some heart. You've got to have some fight. You have to be able to take whatever talent you have. And that's the galling thing about the Cowboys. There are years that I've had this take on the Cowboys because I believe it, where they haven't been that talented. They're talented this year. They are good on paper defensively. Dak Prescott, this ship has sailed for me, has talent in theory. But when you have a coach in Mike McCarthy, and he's not the only one. Sean Payton's on this list. Bill Belichick maybe on the list. Where the game's passed you by. Where you're getting jobs and keeping jobs based on what you did 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And you have a quarterback who's not capable of playing at the level that he should in the games that matter. That's usually measured by the postseason. Sometimes those games are measured in December. But you can measure them on October 8th a special day in the history of the world, an anniversary for me and my wife that I definitely didn't forget yesterday because I was excited about football, for sure. And it was one of those measurement games yesterday. So, so Mike McCarthy coming out, sounding all flummoxed. Oh, what the hell happened? Where, where am I? What, what, what just happened? At least that's a little more on brand. Um, it clearly just shows where we are as a, as a team. We're 3-2. and two. Um, You know, our consistency... You know, even when we played really well and did some things, when you look at the three games that were won by, you know, a, a big margin and, and then the Arizona game where, you know, the pre-snap penalties and, you know, that, that showed up again again tonight. So, Yeah, you lost 42-10 to because of the pre-snap penalties. I'm glad you were able to, to get in there. Don't need to watch the tape, buddy. Good job, Mike. You did it. Pre- it was the pre-snap penalties. We're 3-2. and two. This game showed what we are. We're 3-2. and two. No, 3-2 and two doesn't show what you are. This game shows what you are. You are not even remotely close to the elite level the 49ers are at. There are some teams that are in that level. The Eagles are in that level. They're at that level. I think Miami may be at that level. I honestly don't know what to make of the Kansas City Chiefs. I presume if they played the Niners in a game that mattered, and obviously in the playoffs that would be in a Super Bowl, I presume that the the Chiefs would try for the entirety of four quarters. I don't really know because they haven't done that yet. But Dallas is not. That game did tell us exactly where Dallas is at. They are pretenders. They are liars. They are charlatans as a team that aspires to convince you they have any claim on the NFL throne. I'm going to say it again. I already said it. They beat a hapless Giants team by a lot of points. They shut them out at the start of the year. But that was about New York. It wasn't about Dallas. They beat a Jets team. Remember, the Jets hadn't just lost Aaron Rodgers. They won that first game when Rodgers went down on basically the first play on pure emotion, and they had this letdown, New York, in that Week 2 game. And Dallas beat them. And they should. Dallas should have beaten them. Dallas has a good defense. Dallas has a quarterback in Dak Prescott who's really good as long as he's not playing a game that matters like last night's game. 
They lost to a Arizona team that like the fights and plays hard, but there's no Kyler Murray on that team. He's still out. Then they beat down a Patriots team that is maybe worse than the Giants and the Jets, which is a crazy thing to say out loud. But they may be. And by the way, Bill Belichick, great strategy, pulling Mac Jones all the time. Definitely emulate Brian Flores' plan. Not that he's too, not that Mac is too tongue of a low, but that's gonna that's gonna work out really well. Dallas hasn't beaten anybody, and they have. While they've lost to the Niners, they they lost to an Arizona team that's not that good. Dallas isn't that good. I told you this at the start of the year. We went through all the stats maybe two weeks ago where he said, here are the times where Dallas has started. I think they were 2-0 when we did this, where they start 2-0. Here's every time they flounder. People get carried away. They fall in love with that star. They fall in love with the idea of what the Cowboys can be. They got the Chargers next. Now it's at Chargers, so that's basically a home game for Dallas. It is. like That's the way that works here in L.A. Then they play. I think they host the Rams, which is an interesting... The Rams are a litmus test, because I don't think the Rams are that good, but they're good enough to have some self-respect. They, they lost to the Eagles. They didn't cover against the Eagles, which may or may not have cost me several thousand dollars. I'm not bitter at all. But they, they put up a fight. Don't laugh, Tom. And Tom's like, Eagles. Whatever, Tom. And then Dallas goes to the Eagles, uh, where they will presumably lose 55 to negative 7. It'll be the first time in the history of sport that the officials will just say, you know what, we're taking 7 points away. We've seen a grown man cry too many times to Mike McCarthy. That's a penalty, negative seven points. Dallas isn't that good. They're not legit. They're not the real deal. And the Niners are everything Dallas isn't. And think about how the Niners have constructed what they've constructed. Because you can make a case that they're so talented it's not fair. But they went out and they hired a young-ish, certainly mesmerizingly talented head coach in Kyle Shanahan. Remember, coming off a pretty serious debacle against the Patriots in the Super Bowl when he was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons. Easy to pick on that guy. What does Dallas do? They go old school. Tread on the tires. Let's find, I mean, I don't know anything about history, but isn't there like a World War II series of history where the, the French kept bringing generals up who were basically senile because they'd won something back in the 1800s? Feels like that with Mike McCarthy. Where am I? What happened? A record tells us what, what? Good to see you. The Niners understand that talent and promise are nothing compared to execution and ability when it matters. And they moved on from Trey Lance. And they moved on from a guy in Jimmy Garoppolo who a few times got them to the very brink or near the very brink of a championship for a dude in Brock Purdy. Now, it's worked out. We gave you the stats. Purdy's great. But the guts that it takes, the self-confidence that it takes to say we're going to bet our careers. Because if Purdy doesn't work out, Trey Lance is a backup, ironically, and, and Dallas, how much was that stung last night? Jimmy G's doing his thing somewhere else. You got to get it right. They went out there and they bet that they had a window and they got Christian McCaffrey. Not that that's a hard thing to do, but Christian McCaffrey had been beat up, had been injured, and now the guy's just a touchdown machine. They've built a defense, even though they have an offensive-minded coach that can go toe-to-toe with anybody in the NFL. It's how you construct a football team. You don't do it on wishes. You don't do it on the past. You don't do it on the ego of an owner who drives around and is a cool guy and will serve you beer. I know that from experience. You don't do it on Mike McCarthy, who's got one Super Bowl on his resume. This ain't a LinkedIn competition. It's the NFL. Niners do it the right way. Dallas is a joke. Two things can be true at once. It's a We Told You So Monday. I'm really excited to get into a bunch of stuff. 855-2124-CBS. By the way, Dallas is done. Told you two weeks ago, Dallas not winning a playoff game. I would need to see the matchups, right? But I am, I would, I don't know what the number would be. But if I can get plus 350 that Dallas does not win a playoff game this year, I'm putting $500 of Tom's money down and 100 of mine. 
But if you want to make a case that Dallas can turn it around, that it's any, I get it's any given Sunday. You can make the it's one game argument. Only I've seen this game from the Cowboys year after year after year after year after year. But if you got a different take, we want to hear it. 855-212-4CBS. I do want to ask this question, too, of Tom and of me. Would you trust Bill Belichick with Caleb Williams? Or barring that, let's say that the Panthers are bad enough, or, you know, my Bears, let's not give up the go. They won their game. Let's just now, let's just lose a bunch of them. Would you trust Bill Belichick with a quarterback to be developed who's the top pick in the draft or the fifth or the tenth or wherever the Patriots fall? won't be the tenth. I want to ask Tom a really highfalutin philosophical question about fair food. It's important. It's meaningful. We're going we're gonna to get to it. And the Hackett Bowl. Man, there's nothing like revenge beating down arrogance. Sean Payton, Bill Belichick. Hi, guys. Maybe it's time that you golf. We'll get into why next year on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Believe in the fat boy, Tom. On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. Okay. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get on the zone. AutoZone, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service, can help you find a fix for free. Get on the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. Tom, good morning, Pretty Daddy, by the way. Good morning, Bill. Happy Monday to you. Let me ask you a question. I got, as you know, an Xbox about a month ago. Now, I used to play a lot of video games when I was a kid. I was pretty good at them. My son, for the first three weeks, destroyed me in FIFA. Soccer game. I don't know what's happened. Something's changed. Something's, something's flipped. I'm beating him 8-1, 7-0. He's getting real Come mad. on, man. You can't beat your son 8-1. <laughs> I mean, he beat me a lot. He was pretty boisterous about it. He's 11, so I feel like he's ready for it. How much are you playing this game to get better while your son is at school every day? Don't ask questions you want to ask. Come on, to. man. You a can't little. do that. Not a lot, a little. It's your son's Xbox, not yours. It's Whoa, that's what he says. What are you, what are you 11? No, it's a family <laughs> Xbox. You think I got to go easier on him? Yeah, man. I let him yeah. start using better teams. You want to be competitive and, and play aggressively? 
Play your brother. Beat him 8-1. This is how Henry gets where I've gotten, by just sheer daily humiliation. All right, you're right. I'm I'm as bad a dad as Bill Belichick is a coach. I just wanted to establish that before I criticize someone else. Recognizing as a father, I lost 34 to nothing. And as a dad, I was down by 30-plus points for the first time in my career at home. Get it? Because I'm at home playing Xbox time. See what I did there? Wow. What a, We told you at the start of the year, I told you, that, that Bill Belichick could very easily find himself on the hot seat, that all indications were that the wheels might come off. Remember, whatever you think Mac Jones is or isn't, could have been or wouldn't have been, they did not give him an offensive coordinator last year. And You can bring Bill O'Brien in now, but if you break somebody, and in the NFL you can break a quarterback and have the right people around him and just have it not go the right way. We've seen this time and again. People like to talk about the numbers. People like to talk about play. There is a psychology to the sport. There is at the quarterback position. We've seen talented dudes just be broken emotionally, psychologically, confidence-wise, whatever it is. And certainly it feels like Mac Jones is there. And this time I think we can pretty squarely put it on the back of Bill Belichick. That loss was an embarrassment and a humiliation. And now you're talking about a Patriots. And they lost... They lost last week, Tom, by what, 35 points to Dallas? 38-33? Am I getting that right? 38-3. 35-point loss followed by a 34-point loss in which they did not score. They were embarrassing. They are a joke. And they probably, like Denver, and I think like Dallas have a coach who is not good enough for the task anymore. Now, there's probably some some added realities in New England. Belichick has a very particular, even by NFL standards, control-freak approach to how he manages a team and has for 20 years. And we've heard over the years, and we've seen this with Pete Carroll, and he's had to recycle players rather than he leave. It's certainly within the realm of possibility that among the many problems, Bill Belichick... His voice doesn't carry in that locker room anymore. But you throw in the fact that there's a bunch of arrogance. You throw in the fact that he keeps bringing back guys that failed at other jobs. Matt Patricia at the top of the list. You throw in the fact that it's not like the Saints are that good of a football team. And you lose 34 nothing. It's over. Here's the question I think you have to ask. Will Bobby Cakes, Robert Kraft, who we're efforting to get on the show so we can call him Bobby Cakes, who has faced fire Bill Belichick? I don't know. It's a really interesting dilemma for him. I think... And that's more of a short-term thing. If this team wins one or two games, the answer for me is probably yes. The deeper question is, if you're a Belichick believer, if you don't want to... Because he did do a nice job coaching outside of his development of Mac Jones a few times over the course of the last few years. I get to seven, eight, nine wins, whatever it was, with okay teams. But he has clearly shown an inability to understand quarterbacks. This is the guy, when it comes to quarterback play, who was born on third base on accident or found himself on... He was a pinch runner on third base, and then somebody else drove him in, and he thought he scored the run all by himself. Tom Brady is a cheat code that they got lucky with, and I'm, I'm done talking about or pretending that drafting Brady at the end of what was it, the sixth round was some stroke of genius. The Patriots passed on a bunch, too. They picked him up. They got lucky. I'm not even sure that you give him credit for developing him based on what we've seen from, from Mac Jones. If the Patriots lose enough games that they have the top pick in this upcoming draft. And, and you would you would assume that they would take Caleb Williams. Or they just do what they're doing now, and they have the third pick or the fourth pick or the fifth pick, and they can choose the next quarterback. And a lot of times, the quarterback who's not the consensus choice works out with flying colors. Do you trust Bill Belichick with that quarterback? I don't. 
I think it's a completely different equation if you gave Bill Belichick some veteran, some 12th or 14th or 15th best quarterback in the NFL. Ironically, right, a Jimmy Garoppolo type quarterback. Maybe you can convince me, give the old ball coach a chance. If it's a young QB, especially someone like Caleb Williams, who is going to need to be nurtured and put in the right situation, Tom, hell no. I'm choosing that quarterback, and probably not just Caleb Williams, probably whoever the pick would be, if, and you have to think they are, the Patriots are bad enough and in need enough that they're taking a QB of the top 10 pick next year. I'm not letting Bill Belichick do it. I'm not letting him. I'm going out, and I'm hiring, if I can, my version of Mike McDaniel or Kyle Shanahan or any of these. I mean, Shanahan's not young, but any of these offensive-minded dudes, whoever the next big offensive coordinator is, to try and create an environment where the quarterback of your future is the guy. Bill Belichick talks here about what needs to happen. He's right. I just don't think he understands this is post-game that this scenario he's describing needs to exist without him. And just plain and simply, we got to find a way to you know play and coach better than that. And so let's go and do start all over and um, get back on a better track than we're on right now. What what does that entail? Starting over. Starting over. I think they need to start over too. And by the way, Tom. It's not a guarantee for me. I, I, Bill Belichick very well may go succeed somewhere else. Sometimes you need a little humility. In this case, I think he may need a lot of humility to reset what got you to the top of the mountain in the first place. Sometimes you just need a little space and perspective from your situation. Sometimes you've been a place too long. Do, do I think Bill Belichick, who would be hired in a heartbeat, could succeed somewhere else? I, I really do. I don't think he's going to succeed in New England. I think that the the hangover of Tom Brady's exit, Brady's clear victory over Belichick and the narrative and the reality of what each of them brought to the table, how they miss, I mean, so arrogant, mishandled Mac Jones. I feel so bad for that dude. For me, a start over is required, and I think it's actually in the best interest of the Patriots and Bill Belichick for Bill Belichick to coach somewhere else next year if he wants a year off the year after that. Bill, I think you're onto something with this. And the reason I, I say that is your guy, Bobby Kicks, is not going to embarrass one of the greatest coaches in all of sports and fire him midseason. I don't see that happening no matter how ugly it gets. I think, to your point, if they have a top four, top five, top three pick, that's when after the year is over, that's when. And I have no idea if there's tension right now between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick for what's gone on since Brady has left or why Brady left. But I think that is when the move happens. We have a top pick here. We have a chance at a new franchise quarterback. Bill, everything that's gone on here, I have to take this franchise in a different direction. I don't think it happens midseason no, no matter what. No, not midseason. What. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you want to extend them real courtesy, maybe you don't even do it on Black Monday, the Monday after the, the final game. Maybe you wait three or four days you pretend it's mutual, right? You you release a joint statement that it's just time for a break because he's earned it. You're right. Mike McCarthy earned some love and respect from the Packers. Some. He shouldn't be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Sean Payton earned some love and respect in New Orleans from the league. That guy's a total disaster. And I kind of enjoy it, by the way. I got no issue, per se, with Sean Payton. Very gracious to me when I've interviewed him in a scrum, right? Me and... 29,000 other reporters. But the arrogance to go after Hackett. What a revenge game by Hackett, by the way. 
Jets offensive coordinator was the Denver head coach last year. It was really bad in Denver. Sean Payton came in and said, this is the worst I've ever seen it in terms of coaching job. Now he's doing a worse job, which would make, by Sean Payton's standards, this the worst coaching job in the history of the NFL. And I love the reporter asking the question, and I love the great huge amount of humble pie that Sean Payton's eaten because this is, and I'll give you the reasons afterwards, this is a head coach not just being humbled now, but who is staring at certain failure for his career and the organization that's paying him a bunch of money. Listen, they played better than us, and I credit you know Robert and that staff. They won the game, um, and I, I think that's that's how I look at it. Coach, do you regret though those comments? Making those comments is I, I already I already addressed that though, and it's a fair question. But I think we already addressed that the, the next day. That team is done, by the way. I may hit this more thoroughly yesterday, tomorrow, yesterday, time travel. But <laughs> yeah, it's a Monday, bro. This is what happens when you're in a division with the Chiefs. And you could see this out in the NFC West maybe if the Niners win some Super Bowls and like what we're seeing becomes actual dominance over the NFL, not just the division, where you panic. Denver didn't know what to do. They thought the Chargers were on the rise too. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're ensconced as a dominant team already in the NFL. And they gave away three first-round picks, three second-round picks, and a fifth for a quarterback who can't play quarterback in Russell Wilson and a coach who can't coach in Sean Payton. And by the way, Russell Wilson got $165 million guaranteed. We don't know what Sean Payton got, but I think it's five years, and we're, we're figuring the, the neighborhood of $100 million. Denver is done. Denver's done. Hired the wrong coach, have the wrong guy. Uh, I want it very quickly because we, we got to get – there's so much to get to, man. And that Oklahoma-Texas game was amazing. I went to my kid's soccer game afterwards and was around town. We had a fair yesterday here in town. And, Tom, this will shock you. A lot of Oklahoma shirts. All the Oklahoma fans. There's nothing like being like, nice game, Oklahoma, and just having strangers go, Sooners! Boomer Sooner! Right, pretty cool. I didn't see a lot of Texas shirts. The Texas fans just kind of <laughs> kept it on the on the DL. So we got to get to that in a second. But let me ask you. Hometown Fair here in Manhattan Beach. I love shaved ice. I once had 10 in a row. Got sick. Don't do that. And I love funnel cakes. Those are my go-to. I had two funnel cakes. I won't do fruit on the funnel cake. I want the funnel cake and I want it with powdered sugar, and that's what I want. Anything you would throw, like, I'm not a big, I'm not a big, like, go get ice cream at the fair. I'm not going to get the slices of pizza. I think, though, is there, I'm not, cotton candy is good. My my son and his buddy went out walking around. I was the chaperone, and, and my son's buddy got, I think, two or three cotton candy. It's good. It's a little sticky for me. Cotton candy is the most overrated boardwalk slash fair food there is. I am with you 100% on funnel cake. Don't put anything else on it, though, other than the powdered sugar. The thing about the shaved ice is they they made a mistake. With the shaved ice this year, you you add your own syrup. And I made the mistake of letting Henry get a shaved ice while I went to get a funnel cake. And, I mean, he was over there pushing the little knot and was just... (laughs) The, the dye or whatever, it was just overflowing. You had some everywhere. shaved ice with your syrup is what you're saying? Then like a, like a real father of the year candidate, Henry ate only half of his shaved ice, and I, saw, I was talking to the mom of his buddy, and I looked up, and Henry was about to throw away the shaved ice from, from a long ways away. And like Sean Payton waking from a nightmare that's actually his coaching life, I screamed no. I said, and I said, bring it to me. I'll eat it. And I ate the shaved ice. <laughs> Don't throw that away again. Can't waste it, man. Can't waste it. Um, you and I both watched that Oklahoma-Texas game. It was absolutely remarkable, and it will lead off a thrilling five things you need to know from the world of college. Football, 
after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. Have you ever been to um one of those places, Tom, where like they test you for allergies? Like, are you, they take your blood and stuff? Like, are you allergic to shellfish? You're allergic to? I cats? sure have, yeah, for sure. Have you had them test for an allergy to joy? It's Ryder than you on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. By the way, uh, people's champ, you are still the the people's champion, pretty daddy. Getting a lot of gifts about you. We can get to them later, but I'll give you a hint. It involves you refusing to give people directions when they ask you for them. But we're not doing that right now, okay? We could do five things you need to know about Tom being mean to strangers. That's later. Right now it's five things you need to know about college football. Your security clearance is on a need-to-know basis. And these are five things you need to know. Number one. Bill, the 2023 edition of the Red River Rivalry had absolutely everything. It was pure chaos. Oklahoma, as you know, came away with the 34-30 win, and the game got off to an extremely frantic start. Let me rattle off to you the first four possessions of the game. Interception, touchdown, interception, blocked punt for a touchdown. Before you could even blink, it felt like an entire half had been played. Bill, there was over 1,000 yards of total offense in the game. Sooners quarterback Dylan Gabriel threw for 285 yards and ran for another 113 yards, while Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers threw two interceptions and also lost a fumble. Oklahoma has now beaten Texas three of the last four times. The Sooners are now number five this week in the poll as they enter the bye. The Longhorns drop to number nine as they also have a bye this week. That comeback. 
I mean, it wasn't. Really, it was a back and forth game, but Oklahoma got the ball at the end with very little time after Texas settled for a field goal. And dude, that is one of the gutsiest, most stress-inducing. And I'm 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 a neutral. I was sort of rooting for Oklahoma because my brother was born there, right? And I lived there, but I got no real association. Just a, a great football game. That was pure. That was pure clutch. Gutsy play by that quarterback. What a game. What an absolute. And, and I, I'm not sleeping on Oklahoma now. Here's their schedule the rest of the way. UCF at Kansas, which actually is a, a tougher game than it has been in years past. Kansas is rated, but that's winnable. At, at Oklahoma State versus West Virginia at BYU. And then I guess a tough one against TCU, but not as tough as we thought. Oklahoma can win those games. If they do... Would you guarantee them a spot on the, your Final Four, regardless of everybody else? Yes, emphatically, Me too. yes. Me too. They're yes. not a betting favorite, by the way. They're like six on the betting chart. There are some other teams that are ahead of them. That win against Texas, that performance answers what we talked about. It's one of the most important and interesting questions in college football this year. Could Brent Venables be the guy that was right for that program? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. He's at year three. This is where you're, you're three. Yeah, you're supposed to start to make year two. Is it two? I thought it was three. He had a schedule then. I mean, they're making a huge move to the SEC. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. But this is more than just a big win year two. Yeah, he's got time. He was bad last year. This is the kind of performance that tells your team, your fan base, the world, the program is back. Because that's a really good Texas team. But These teams have played each other, obviously, every year, almost without exception, where one of them's been down over the last 10 years. This is the first time I can remember they both felt like top 10, top 5 teams. Huge, huge win for Oklahoma. Congrats, guys. Number 2. All right, Bill, going into Saturday, the Fighting Irish were coming off a a last-second loss to Ohio State and then a last-minute win over Duke. This game, however, would not come down to the wire for Notre Dame. They were knocked off by Louisville 33-20. Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman threw three picks, plus the Irish could not establish their run game whatsoever, totaling just 44 yards on 28 attempts. Meanwhile, Louisville's junior running back, Jahar Jordan, ran for 143 yards and two touchdowns by himself in the win. Notre Dame falls to 5-2 and two on the season, and they're number 21 in this week's poll while Louisville climbs up to number 14 and will face Pitt this weekend. Yeah, I think it's two takeaways for me. By the way, you say Louisville. I believe it's Louisville, isn't it? Louisville. Louisville. I say it wrong, too. It looks like Louis. Like, hey, it's Louisville. It's his town. It's Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. What? You think you're saying it right and they're saying it wrong down there? Uh, probably not. There's a Versailles, Missouri, and they call it Versailles. Who's right, who's wrong? I don't know. I don't speak French. Houston and Houston? Eh, tomato, tomato. Oh, my God. The first time I went out in New York City, I went out with one of LeBron's people for drinks on Houston Street. And I was like, yeah, man, I found a great place on Houston Street. You're going to love it. I'm real sophisticated. <laughs> people that don't know, there's a street that runs, divides basically southern Manhattan from the rest of Manhattan. It, it runs east to west. It's called, it's spelled Houston. It's spelled, it's pronounced Houston. Notre Dame is, dude, they're not that good. This is more that Notre Dame glow you get for just being Notre Dame. Notre Dame is the Mike McCarthy in some ways of college football. 
That's not fair. They don't suck. But you know what I'm saying. If Mike McCarthy were a little better and got to mediocre, that's what they would be. Louisville, though, is they're an interesting football team, Tom. It's a, ni- it's a really nice win. Number three. All right, Bill, this one pains me here. Through the first 59 Uh-oh. minutes and 20 Uh-oh. seconds, Don't do it yourself. there was no reason for the Georgia Tech-Miami game to be a part of this segment whatsoever. <laughs> Number 17 Miami at the time clearly didn't play well, but they were well on their way to a 20-17 to home win over the three-loss Georgia Tech team. Nothing to write home about, as I said. However, Bill, in the final 40 seconds, Miami has the ball. Georgia Tech has no timeouts. Let me say that again. Georgia Tech has no timeouts. They cannot stop the clock. Instead of just taking a knee to literally end the game, Miami not only runs a play, they fumble the ball. Georgia Tech has a chance. They get the ball back. They score a touchdown with one second remaining, and they win 23-20. to After the game, here's what Miami head coach Mario Cristobal had to say about one of the worst blunders you'll ever see in a college football game. And, uh, at the end of the game, a chance to put it away. And um, should just tell him to take, any, take a timeout right there, recalibrate. And just taking the, and um, so gave him a chance, and they took advantage of it and scored. So, you know, when the drive started, it was going to be at 157, you know, and um, we could burn about 127 off, and then it was recalibrated. Um, I should have taken the timeout right there at the end. Thought he could get the first down, and you know, we talked about two hands on the ball, but that's not good enough. Just told him to take any in. That's it. Fumbled the ball at 25, and they went 75 yards in two plays. So. No excuse. Bill, Miami is literally number 25 this week, which is a joke. They should be out, and they play North Carolina. Not that it matters this week. I know I know it's your team. I don't know what to say. Other than I wonder if that's fireable. For, for a coordinator to take the fall, for him to take the fall. And if you're listening to us in Oregon, you know this is not the first time that this has happened to Mario right. Cristobal. The same thing has happened to him before. I don't know why he doesn't understand. Take a knee. Don't run a play. If you're listening to Oregon, you're pretty happy because that guy completely hosed your program. I got I got nothing to say other than that is the most ridiculous thing that I can remember seeing in sports in a very, very, very long time. Number four. All right, Bill. It wasn't pretty, but Lincoln Riley and USC remain undefeated, outlasting Arizona in triple overtime, 43-41. to Caleb Williams had arguably his worst game as a passer in a USC uniform, going 14 of 25 with only a single touchdown pass. But, Bill, he did run for three touchdowns plus the game-winning two-point conversion. USC botched a snap on a potential game-winning 25-yard field goal attempt that sent the game to overtime. The Trojans, despite the win, fall to number 10 this week, and they will face rival Notre Dame in prime time this Saturday. Uh, here's what I'm going to By the way, this is an Arizona team that did play Washington fairly tight the week before, and I'm just going to make the comp to Georgia. We talked about Georgia going into the game this weekend and how they were going to fare and were they going to play well, and I said last week what I'll say this week. Sometimes teams that, that win national championships or come close have to win games when they play poorly, have to find ways to win against bad teams when they don't play the level they should. That was USC. It was sloppy. You know the Caleb Williams did not look good. They tried to give away the game at the end of regulation. They still found a way to win. It's not good. It's not ideal. 
it doesn't mean USC is not who that we thought they were. They are, and hopefully this is the one game where they play like this if you're a USC fan. Number five. Let's keep it out, Westville. Washington State suffered their first loss of the season on Saturday at the hands of UCLA, 25-17. to Now the Cougars managed just 216 yards of total offense and turned the ball over four times. Washington State's 17 points on Saturday were well under their season average of 45 going into this game. Washington State will look to rebound against Arizona on Saturday. Meanwhile, Chip Kelly and the Bruins yeah. improved to 4-1 and one as they'll play Oregon State this weekend. All right, so it's an I told you so Monday, but that doesn't mean we don't get stuff wrong. I might. Are we nearing Chip, Chip Kelly apology territory? They're I think we might be. They're playing well, man. They're playing yeah, they well. Are. They, they really are. And their only loss this year is to, don't tell me, Utah? UCLA? I think that's right. That sounds right. I mean, that program is that program is where it needs to be. Credit, credit Chip Kelly. That is a, by the way, UCLA is a place where you should, I say this, you should be able to recruit the second best roster, group of talented players on the West Coast every single year after USC. I didn't think Chip Kelly was the guy. He's got them where they need to be. And, and for Washington State, it's obviously a, a massive, massive bummer. Those are Bill Ryder's five things you need to know on CBS Sports Radio's Writer Than You. What's a bigger, is it a bigger high Oklahoma winning or a bigger low how Miami lost? Big- talk about two ends of the emotional spectrum. Bigger high for Oklahoma. It's a devastating, so devastating loss for Miami. I mean, that recruiting section for that game against Georgia Tech was jam-packed. And I don't know how you could want to go to that program and play for that coach when that happens, but that is an enormous game for that Oklahoma program. Yeah, that is a that is a game and a signal of intent to be. And what's really interesting is, okay, so Oklahoma's at the level they need to be in the Big 12, right? That, that They're clearly back. How does that translate, though, to the SEC? Because it's not a guarantee that it works. It was simply a guarantee that you would fail. And in the SEC, if you fail, you can fail for five, six, seven, eight, ten years. It can just, you can just, you can become Nebraska. You can become the Nebraska of the SEC pretty easily. Now they got a fighting chance. And those games, to your point about recruiting, are against Texas are massive recruiting games because they compete for kids in Texas and Northern Texas, all over the country. But in Texas, that is a Huge game for Venables. That is a that is the most important football game of his life. I'm going to make that argument. It was fun to watch too. I was screaming. I don't know why. I was screaming at my house. Let's uh let's talk some NFL. Joe Theismann, our buddy, going to walk us through what we saw from quarterbacks and what the hell to make of Dak Prescott next year on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.